Welcome to Living the Dream Outdoors, the official podcast of Living the Dream Outdoor Properties. We live by the motto, it's not just land, it's a lifestyle. And we live the outdoor lifestyle every day. Whether you're a landowner or dreaming of joining the ranks of those closest to the earth, we're your brothers and sisters of the outdoors. We hunt, we fish, we're stewards of the land, and our Living the Dream team will show you the way to enjoying the land and all the outdoor pursuits it has to offer. Here's your host, Bill Cooper. Have you ever tried alligator hunting? Well, if not, we're going to give you a little bit of an indoctrination today. I've got with me Justin Hughes from Greenville, Mississippi. He's known as the Alligator Man. Justin, do you live up to that reputation? I try my best to. (laughs) Well, how long have you been hunting alligators? Probably a little bit north of eight years now. Uh, Had really good success around here. And, and being in one of the hardest zones that you could possibly hunt, I've I've done better there than most people's ever thought about. Oh, but darn. But whatever inspired you to take up hunting alligators? Yeah, just a thrill. Another adventure? Yes, sir. Well, you're quite a outdoorsman, and uh, talking to you earlier, you indicated that you were into deer hunting, duck hunting, and bow fishing. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you do a lot of bow fishing? Just just about every time I'm not working and, and we got pretty weather, I'm there. Well, I got your twin brother up in my part of the world in the Ozarks. <laughs> He's got a great big boat, looks like a barge, you know, all yes. lights all over it and everything. And he, he guides bow fishing trip and stays extremely busy because he can not only hunt the rivers in our area, the bigger rivers, but he can also go to the lakes. We got lots of big lakes in Missouri. They cruise the shorelines, you know, looking for gar, carp, buffalo. Mm-hmm and uh, do quite well with it is there a target fish that you have in mississippi i pretty much target big long-nosed gar or or alligator gar in certain parts of mississippi where they're plentiful though around these parts you'll see one occasionally but the further you go south in the river oxbow lakes you'll notice you get a whole lot more bigger alligator gar now you're saying big just for the listeners Describe how big big is. <laughs> well, you you can kill them from 100 pounds to 250 pounds. Ooh, what do you do when you stick a 250 pound guard? Well, it's hang it, on. <laughs> yes, sir. we we put three or four more airs in him, shoot him with buoys, and then give him time to wear himself down. You liable fight with that one fish for two to three hours. Oh, I would imagine. Uh-huh. So, how do you get a fish that big in the boat, or did you get them in the boat? Bring well, them in the boat. <laughs> we do. The, I, I got some handmade gaff hooks that we had made, sharpened out of stainless steel, something we can penetrate their skin with, and just just pull them up overboard. Is really about all that you can do boy i would say so and uh i've eaten gar before spent a long time but my friend there in jerome missouri they eat them uh, quite often and people you know kind of turn their nose up at gar kind of like they do carp but uh it's really a good white meat and do you have a particular way that you like to prepare them or do you eat them I don't even eat them. I, I know a couple less fortunate people, and I pretty much donated to them. Well, boy, I tell you, you're giving away some good chow there. I might have to get in the line. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we might can arrange something. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, it, it's all very intriguing to me. You know, of course, I'm getting up there in age, and uh, I love to see people continue in the outdoor sports and seeing young people getting involved in some of the kind of what folks kind of consider or label 
crazy things you could do in the outdoors? Yes, sir. Yeah. You, I'm sure you hear comments all the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with you, boy, hunting alligators? But let's talk about, now, you actually guide uh, for alligator hunts, right? Yes, sir. For the most part, I do. The, it, as long as I don't have tags for the year, I, I take and whoever needs help, that's that's who I pretty much try to help do uh and really, I would rather get some good veterans in to bring them instead of anyone else, because without them, we couldn't do what we enjoy doing. Oh, absolutely. Of course, I'm a veteran myself and watched quite an event here at Baiting Things on Lake Washington in Mississippi weeks or so ago. And there was a couple of veterans in, and they inducted them in the Crappie Fishing Hall of Fame. These guys, too veteran buddies and they'd fished together for 35 years has done over 2400 trips together and i was flabbergasted to find out they were from lebanon missouri that's about an hour from my home yes and uh, it just kind of tickled me pink that those guys came out of missouri but we've got of course veterans all over the united states and there's lots of veterans programs going on particularly in the outdoors these days and i think they're one of the grandest things that you can do and it's serious business because just a year or so ago we were I spoke at a veteran ceremony, and was kind of relating to people how to deal uh, with veterans. And I'm not a doctor or a psychologist or anything like that, but have studied up on it a little bit. But uh, at that time we were losing about 15 veterans a day to suicide, and that's a terrible number. But now it's up to about 27. Mm-hmm. And it's just hard to imagine uh, how this can be. Of course, I was a Vietnam veteran, entirely different war situation. And I've heard people make the bad comments, you know, well, the, these boys just can't take it today. Well, that's not true at all. It's an entirely different type of warfare. And I would much rather be in the jungle myself than be on the streets of a town where kids can blow you up with a cell phone. And they're kicking doors in, too. You know, that's up close and personal. And we're getting so many head traumas and, you know, losing limbs at just uh, astronomical rates. So there's a different set of circumstances that these young men or women are dealing with that we really haven't seen before. It's an entirely different type of warfare. But despite all of that, you know, as individuals, uh, we can help. And I just had a homeless veteran living with me a few months ago, and he needed more help than I could really provide. And I found out he wasn't even getting his veterans' benefits. So, it, you know, it just really left a sick feeling in the pit of my stomach. But I was able to uh, get a hold of some of his relatives and head everybody in the right direction, and hopefully he's getting those benefits now. But it's so important. It's so hard, and you realize this if you're dealing with veterans, getting those guys back into the mainstream of America, uh, about the best way I know is to do something that they enjoy. And a lot of guys love the outdoors, and you're you're hitting the nail on the head. So how do you go about finding veterans to take on your trips? Well, we, we've never had one. Me and a buddy of mine that are actually in partners on this, we have actually been sort of searching the past year trying to find uh-huh. some the which you know the main thing with alligator hunting is you might get tags and you might not right which is very hard for us to take and get them and just donate them now if we have them we don't have any problem with it right um but if some veterans local can put in for them and get them 
we'll be glad to take them free of charge oh, with, with all the gear, everything needed. And that's quite an undertaking. Yes, sir, it is. It, it is. What about the bow fishing trips? Would you consider taking them on a bow fishing oh, yeah. trip? I'd, I'd take a veteran doing anything he possibly could want to do, he or she. Yeah. Well, I would suggest you probably get uh, in touch with maybe the commanders of your reserve units around and might, might be able to. I'm sure they would pitch in and help you, but that's just an incredible thing to do. And I personally deeply appreciate that. I've dealt with a few veterans over my lifetime. And again, you know, they are the people that are on the first line of defense for this country every day of the world, all over the world. We're not just in the hot spots. Uh, we got people in, in places where the general public know nothing about. We do lots of things in the military that the general public never knows about and we have to do that unfortunately to maintain our freedom but yeah i'm just like you man it's a grand thing in it to be able to go hunting or fishing or do whatever it is you like to do when you want to when you want to do it and that's right oh boy and I, of course my dad was a world war ii veteran and and i've got a dad didn't talk a lot about the war but he did let me and my brother know uh he he was in the philippines went all the way to japan after the bonds were dropped and uh, dad talked more about starving children than he did anything you know so he always made us realize how important it is to appreciate uh what we've got made you eat every speck of food on your plate <laughs> you know the old guys and, yeah. and i've uh, tried to do that with my children as well to pass it along but let's I, describe to me what it's like to go on an alligator hunt, what would you tell me if I'm a first-timer? What well, am I going to expect, and what are you expecting me? What main thing is, is stay out of the way until <laughs> he's pretty much ready. Uh, first off, you know, you got to locate him. Right. And if you locate a big bull that you want, you there's several different ways you can catch them. The, the most effective way is a rod and reel and a big treble hook. I, I use from 10 to 12 alt treble hooks for catching I have a 25 alt treble hook. Once I catch him and get him close enough, I can sink a hand line in him. Uh-huh. And once you sink the hand line in him, it's a fight. Oh, and I would you, think so. The boat's drug wherever he wants to go, and you're following. <laughs> what um, do you want to or not? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I've, there's been several times I've almost been pulled out in the Mississippi River, uh-huh. but I was not letting go. Right. Um, we We've pretty been real close to being bit by them the uh, you know it's just just one of them things but once you get him up you can you can take and put a snare on him and normally by then he's pretty much calm right and which at that time you know we'll we'll take load the gun and and whoever's the license holder we take and let them shoot them right um now are you using the stick or what no, you should no you sir, shoot I, alligator with? I, I shoot them with a single shot 20 gauge with bird shot. Really? Mm-hmm. And that just dispatches them pretty quick. Yes, sir. Yeah. It, it, as long as you got it at the right spot, they're instant. It, it's lights out. Yes, sir. Well, well, that sounds like a great adventure. And I understand uh, that you po- you have caught some pretty big alligators in your time. Yes, sir. We, we probably caught around 70 this year and just catch and release. And we had only harvested three. Really? Out of this season, the uh, two big bulls, and we had a a little girl come along with her first hunt ever, the alligator hunt, and buddy of mine donated a tag for her, and she took her first alligator. Really? 
Well, I have to ask you, what's the biggest gator you've ever caught? 12 foot 5. That's pretty good size. Now, I've hooked them bigger. We hooked a potential state record this year the first hour of season, and that fight did not last no longer than 45 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I take it the alligator won. Yes, sir. <laughs> Correct. So he's still out there? Yes. Sir. Are you still hunting him? or? Uh, as long as I can get a tag for him next year or this coming season, that's exactly where I'll be. Oh, man, that, that's got to be exciting stuff. So what you harvest an alligator, what do you do with it? I pretty much donate the meat to people. Uh, I, I'll eat some, uh-huh. but I'm not going to eat all that meat myself. So like I say, it's, it's pretty much like a bunch of my hunts and fishing trips. I donate it to people right? because uh, I don't need it all. There's no sense in me being greedy. Right. And it helps feed other people good, lean protein meat. Right, so. exactly. Pretty tasty stuff. I've had alligator several times, and it's kind of a novelty, you know. Yes, I go in places. I've been in Mexico a lot, eating a lot of things. I really didn't know what they were, but just out of curiosity, you know, you want to try that. So, but alligator hunting, do you keep the hide and make boots or anything like that? I have a hide off the first alligator that I ever killed. He was 11 foot 7. And the tip of his tail was six inches thick, where it had been cut off years prior. Oh, yeah. Um, but I had him tanned and a peanut brittle color. Uh, but that that was just pretty much a specific reason, the reason why I did. Yeah. Now, I have several heads. Uh-huh. I've even got tail tags off of alligators, uh, uh, which is real rare. To, did you to, bring Mike Jones an alligator head today? Not yet. I didn't. <laughs> it, it's still sitting at my shop. He's talking about, he's got a little one in in the shop here, but he's wanting a big alligator <laughs> yes. head. Everybody wants something big. I, well, I, I got one off an 11-footer I'll bring you. There you go. That'll make him happy. Well, Justin, if somebody, now, what parts of, uh, let me ask this first. What what parts of Mississippi do you alligator hunt in? I, I pretty much go from Greenville down to around Grand Gulf at Port Gibson area. Wow. Which is pretty much a, a long span. Right. Uh, you got Northwest, which is your hardest zone to hunt. Nobody wants tags there. Right. Uh, you got West Central, which is right here where we are. Uh-huh. And then you have Southwest. Southwest is pretty much the best tags you can get. That, that's the tags everybody wants. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's the reason why I haven't gotten any personally in four years. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you accrue preference points if you ply every year or no? Yes, sir, pretty much. The, like I said, we we have different zones that each one of us want that's yeah. actually in my group. Yeah. The, and if we get tags, we normally take and try to fill them early because we know, like I say, within two or three days, we're going to have several people call them wanting us to bring them. Uh-huh. Um, and, and like I said, we enjoy doing it. We just don't get any rest when we're doing it for the entire 10 days. Oh, boy. You, you come home after work, a 30-minute cat nap, and you're going to the water. <laughs> oh, yeah, but you're young enough you can take it. That's what I tell all it, of you guys. It's taking a toll. <laughs> <laughs> taking a toll real quick. Well, you know what? Anything like that does. Of course, I've done a lot of different things over the decades in the outdoors, but you're just such an adrenaline rush, and it's just so much fun to be out there. If you're doing something that's maybe a little bit scary, it just adds mm-hmm. to the whole or of the whole situation, yeah, you know? sir. It, and, it, and it's kind of neat to tell be able to tell people that you've done things that are in the outdoors that are a little bit out of the ordinary. Yes, sir. Correct. <laughs> it's all cool, isn't mm-hmm. it? Well, Justin, if somebody wants to book a uh, alligator hunt with you, how do they go about getting a hold of you? Well, most of them end up looking me up on Facebook or something, which I'm I'm not actually 
tagged down as a as a guide. Right. It, it's mainly local people around here that uh-huh. gets tags. They know me. And they know year after year we can bring big, consistent alligators to them. Right. And and that's normally how we end up getting them. Well, uh, well and, you've stirred our crew up enough. You know, Cody Lucas uh, that does the Living the Dream Outdoor. Uh, TV show, he's all fired up about trying to get down. And if I come along, I'm probably just going to stay behind the camera. That's fine. <laughs> like I say, that's fine. Normally we have, normally we'll bring two different boats. Uh-huh. You all, you, wherever you are out there in the river, you know, you might be an hour from a boat ramp through the river. Uh-huh. It's better to have that secondary boat if something goes south. Oh, exactly right. And I assume one boat's a catch boat and the other boat's a camera boat. Pretty much. I'll stay in the camera boat. Sounds good. <laughs> if not, you can come on in and, and enjoy the rush with me. Well, it's, I, I'll probably be rushed enough from the camera boat. <laughs> but if Cody Lucas gets to come along, I you know I got to be there to harass him and make yes. fun of him and laugh at him when he falls out of the boat yes. and all that sort of thing. You know. Oh, I tell you, it, it can happen very quickly. Oh, I know. I've been in out, out of boat several times in my lifetime for a variety of reasons. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I fell in one day crappie fishing oh. it was years ago in Lake Ferguson. Actually, sitting around a grain elevator, had a guy sitting behind me. He didn't even know I fell in. I had my blue <laughs> jeans and my boots on. I come out of the water and my phone was in my pocket and it was oh. still dry. I came in and out so quick. That fast, huh? <laughs> Well, I tell you what, as an outdoorsman, man, it just it just intrigues me. And I've watched the shows on TV, you know, and you think, well, those guys are nuts. But under the right circumstances, the right equipment, and the right people, I can see where it could be a grand outdoor adventure. Oh, it's it's great, especially for newcomers that's, that's never experienced anything like it and just wants that solid thrill out of a hunt. That, that's the best one you can get. It well, has nothing like it. Well, I love I'm, of course – Deer hunting, duck hunting, turkey hunting is my really big passion. That That's coming up here in just a few weeks. Uh, well, uh, actually, about a week and a half. I, I know, and I'm headed to Easter Sunday, headed to the Yucatan of Mexico. I've worked down there a bit, uh, quite a bit in the last eight years. I'm going down to a friend of mine down there. has got 123,000 acres leased Ooh. up. We're going to chase turkeys all over creation. Hey, y'all y'all going to be running them in trucks, helicopters, everything yeah, to find them. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, oh, we'll find them. He's got oh, the yeah. local farmers, you know, that keep pretty much keep tabs on them. And yes. we're going to a deep jungle camp not too far from Guatemala. My wife's actually uh, going with me this time. She's a turkey hunter, too. Loves us as well. But spending a week turkey hunting and a week tarpon fishing on the coast fly fishing. that that so, sounds fun there it is as fun as it gets man. that that's been a target fish for me for many years just oh. haven't haven't had the chance to book a trip the uh, that and uh sailfish i'd yeah. love to go catch one of them i once. would too something i'd have it done well as outdoorsmen we, we still got a bucket list that's right always, always checking them off and work on them. well justin it's been a pleasure man to have you on the show and first i'll go alligator show i've done so we're gonna have to do a follow-up at some point get cody lucas down here make some things happen and then we can talk about cody lucas's experience i'm telling you there's gonna be a lot of hooping and hollering going on if you get cody lucas (laughs) (laughs) but that's fine like i say we look forward to it and hopefully we get some tags this year and if we do we i didn't talk to my hunting partner we'll donate them and we'll we'll have a blast it sounds like fun well we're sitting right here in baiting things on lake washington uh, and like to give a great deal of thanks to these people. Uh, they are actually our newest sponsor that's supporting Living the Dream Outdoors uh, podcast. 
And we always like to end the program by encouraging people to, hey, get out there. Get out in the outdoors. Live your dreams as well. That's correct. Get out there and have have fun. Once the fun stops, life goes. (laughs) (laughs) It does. Hey, I'm Bill Cooper. The Living the Dream Outdoors podcast is brought to you by Cowtown USA, Alps Outdoors, Cardiac Mountain Outfitters, The Fly Rod Journals, Westover Farms, Scenic Rivers Taxidermy, and Living the Dream Outdoor Properties. Land ownership is the American dream. Land is the basis of all life. Our wise use of this most precious of resources ensures the survival and growth of free institutions and our American way of life. At Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, we value the traditions and freedoms that land provides us. Every day we seek the solace of a mountain sunrise over traffic jams and smog the calming silence of a bubbling stream over the sirens of the city, and the quiet of the countryside over the hustle and bustle of the world. We hunt, we fish, we farm. We live off the land. It's our mission to help our clients live out their dreams on the land as we do. At Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, we believe that it's not just land, it's a lifestyle. Join us five days a week on Living the Dream Outdoor Podcast, as the Living the Dream Outdoor Dream Team explores the most desired outdoor properties in the Midwest and whisks you away to incredible hunting, fishing, and outdoor recreation opportunities. Host Bill Cooper, an inductee of the National Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame, will be joined by members of the Living the Dream Outdoors team each week as they tell tall tales, unveil tips and tactics, and rub elbows with some of the biggest names in the outdoor world. You'll also find the Living the Dream Outdoors podcast on your favorite social media platforms, including Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok.